Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you can pay? Mind. And his partner, Philip Tapender Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Welcome to Wrestling Daft, slightly different show this week, you'll notice there's no Rab or Grado. Um, however, my name is John, I am from the Marks Podcast and uh, also producer of this show. Slightly different show because we are on our summer break, so you know that point where on Friends or the Big Bang Theory, the, the writers get to that point on, oh we can't be arsed writing anything so we'll just throw it a best of. <laughs> Well, you've guessed it. It's one of those ones. So basically, we've put together the best of Wrestling Daft from the last wee while. Um, and as I say, Wrestling Daft is not Wrestling Daft without you guys. And we thank you every week for your correspondence because it's one of the funniest parts of the shows. And here's some of the best of it. Woo! Sean Cooper on Twitter wants a favour for Gredo. All right. He says, I am taking my six-year-old son to his first wrestling show at the Civic in April, and he has asked if AJ Styles will be there. Gredo, could you therefore don a wig and learn the phenomenal forearm, or his <laughs> night will be ruined? <laughs> yeah. I like that. That was good. That's funny. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I uh, copied AJ Styles once in a match in uh, this company called <coughs> TNA. Uh, oh, aye, aye, aye. Heard of him. <laughs> And uh, it was the match I'd done with Spud, and I was, oh my god, I went and got a spray tan during the day, you actually seen the nick of me, they were like, what volume do you want to go for? And I went, the very highest, you honestly, I looked like a shite, <laughs> I looked like a shite, and I said, sweet to god, right, and we had to do all the kind of copycat moves, kind of like mm-hmm. WWF and all that, and Al Snow was giving it, look, go for the rock bottom, spin out, go for the RK or whatever, and but Austin and he's went, no, don't do WWF moves, do TNA moves, like, you know, copy TNA guys, and I was like, that's a good shout. So, there's this amazing gif. See if you, you can put it in the Patreon bit, I'll try to show you it right where I, where I get spud and he's in between my legs. And I did a kind of with aye, aye. up like that yep. just before I did the, the what do you call it? What's his finishing move again? Yeah, size clash. Size clash, I want. And I just went up to my face right to the camera, and that's big, big <laughs> shitey face, man. <laughs> Sorry. Has anyone seen the clip doing the rounds of Sandman walking out at a, a hall in England to the open golf theme because somebody <laughs> fucked up the CD player? No! <laughs> no! What do you see? Where do we find this? Here we go. Osborne has been on and says, I purchased the excellent Total Extreme Wrestling 2020 game a day and decided to become the booker for ICW. Gradle is listed in the game 
as a showstopper. Mm. And this is his description. He isn't so bad as to be labelled boring. Is that good or no? I, I would say it's, it's I would say it's better than being that's fucking mad. There's the picture. Agredo's perceived by the fans to be well known. He has impressive charisma, good in ring psychology. Nice. Selling of moves is impressive. Aye, I sell myself. And while he's solid rather than spectacular, he isn't so bad as to be labelled boring. So they yeah, what did you say? Joe, Joe Coffey was on the show. Was it last week Joe Coffey was on? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Joe Coffey is perceived by the fans to be well-known. He has good charisma, good in-ring psychology. His selling of moves is good. And while he's solid rather than spectacular, spectacular, he isn't so bad as to be labelled boring. So he gets, I know, look at Trent Seven. Trent Seven is perceived by the fans to be unimportant. He has good charisma, good in-ring psychology. His selling of moves is very good, although his lack of flash does spoil the package somewhat. What's unimportant? I don't... Sammy Callahan. While he may not be the flashiest wrestler on the planet, you wouldn't call him dull either. <laughs> Love these. I need to get that. Guy Incognito says, Robert Downey Jr. had a great face turn after getting himself sober and making his career come back in the early 2000s. True, but this is just suggesting that uh, a, a person who has addiction issues is necessarily a heel, which I don't think is necessarily the case. I would say Robert Downey Jr. has always been a face. I wouldn't say he's been a heel, ever. I'm not really, I'm not really aware of his work. Robert, a fucking Iron Man. Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. I lasted half an hour that last week on that Disney+. Plus. So Unbelievable. <laughs> says the wrestler man says the wrestler last week on the show do you remember this Gredo you were trying to get Alexa to recognise oh, and she did not buy her away she recognised Rav but no Gredo so Gredo wanted the listeners to try their Alexas out and I did I did we've got a few examples of that mate have a listen Alexa who is Gredo Regis Johnson was an early prominent German Nazi official and politician who I'm was a fucking Nazi. The long knives in- a fucking Nazi. Strongman has says we a recent mention of mental Hulk Hogan tweets. I feel some attention needs to be brought to the time he gave a shout out to the fucking Peel Bar in Drumchapel. <laughs> My favourite tweet of That's all time. Fucking brilliant. Peel Glen Bar. This was his tweets. This, this is his tweet. His tweet. Peel Glen Bar, Hulkamaniacs, drink one for me, brothers. That's brilliant. Hulk Hogan. That's every time, brilliant. see, every time Hulk Hogan does a tweet, mate, right? Uh, and he does that HH at the end. Mm-hmm. I like to imagine myself he's saying, I know what you think he's going to say. He's saying, Hail, Hail. So he ah, goes, Peel Glen Bar, Hulkamaniacs, <laughs> drink one for me, brothers. Hail, Hail. It's a good Tim bar, isn't it? Um, the Peel Glen. I'm going to need Austin, who has been pictured in a Rangers tap to get WATP at the end of his. No, um, Austin's not a Rangers fan. Max uh, says, Grado's boy Michael Barrymore would be a good tweener. <laughs> tween what, though? <laughs> right, keep going. Tween what? Um, Ken Aid Waterhouse says, the twins from Funhouse versus the Bellas has WrestleMania written all over it. <laughs> another, one, another one for the young team there. <laughs> you know what? I was on Funhouse. You won that. I was. Shut I wasn't up. on it. I wasn't on it. But my school went and were it. My my, s- my class was at the tapings for it, and you could see me right down the front with my school uniform on. And I wish I could find it. I wish I could find the episode because I remember when it came on the telly, and our school was told this is the episode you'll be in. And we watched it, and I said to all my sisters, "You just need to watch. I'm on Funhouse this week. I'm on Funhouse this week." And for some reason, I was there. And when Pat Sharp ran out with the twins and stuff like that. 
I, I was all you could see is wee me at the front with my school tie on and my wee hang mate, and I was doing this is what I was doing. Hold on. I see. I was going. <laughs> <laughs> we went on a wanking gesture. Accidental. I didn't realise I was doing a wanking gesture. <laughs> but you could just see my wee horn kind of going like that. I must have been doing a kind of half-hearted cheer, but it just looked like I was going wank, wank, wank with my fist. I wish I could... Hey, when somebody, surely somebody out there might have access to the archive of Funhouse. That'd be great to get that clip. Go through every episode and see if you can find a wee wanking boy down the front. Oh, mate, I always wanted to get shot at the go-karts. Just one minute, I'd love to get shot in that. Did it look you as good in call, life? You can't call the twins that. <laughs> and this is why you win awards mate right uh, Mick Bash says the footy commentator who did Robot Wars was perfect for play by play Barry Grant top villain Joe Mango <laughs> Hot Rod style <laughs> Jim Robinson Neighbours again would be an ex- what age is our audience would be an excellent authority figure <laughs> authority figure that's fucking bad. yeah what's see Jim Bash Robinson would be an ex- <laughs> <laughs> what about McBash? Is that that big, the, ch- the guy that started doing Channel 5? Didn't fit my comment uh, Jonathan, It's Jonathan, what's his face, Gredo? He does, he's on BBC now. Ah, oh, what's his name? Jonathan. Aye. Right, oh no, so McBash haunted in, but McBash. the guy, he talked like this! So McBash is the guy that sent this tweet and I... Do you mean commentator's name is McBash? <laughs> well, I know what you're talking about, he's got a great... He can, uh, he's kind of pulled a UK version of Paul Heyman kind of accent, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm it's a goal! It talks like this in Channel 5! Jonathan Pierce, Jonathan Pierce. Jonathan Pierce. Uh, Blair he's says, over now, he's on BBC and shit. Blair says, Dirty Den, Dirty Den, Free Stenders, Ultimate Heel, comes back for a deed. He should have been written into the higher power storyline. Just appears with a hood down to, Hello, princess. And his finisher could have been the finger down the throat. Oh. <laughs> Some of the stock, but then has to climax. <laughs> what? The Henderson experiences Max and OB for Hollyoaks could have been a jobber pair like the Singh brothers. <laughs> Harry and Marv for Home Alone would also have been good <laughs> chasing the twins. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Harry and Marv for Home Alone would also be good chasing <laughs> the 24 7 titles. Riches. <laughs> Said. What about, and he's good for the buried alive Manchester City spent two years under IEO. Thank you very much, guys. You make the show with that correspondence. The other thing that makes a show, of course, is Grado's stories. He's travelled the world, wrestling everywhere, and he always has a story about something. Here's some of the best of them. Cut Angle is a judge. Tommy Dreamers of Bailiff, Al uh, Snow's The Defence, um, what do you call Big Tyrus, what was his name, Brodus Clay, he was something, uh, and f- that was intimidating because they go the full, look, they go everybody that wasn't a wrestler to clear it, clear it, and impact zone, and it was just the wrestlers, just the wrestlers, and uh, they t- they take it well serious, right? But it was deep, like and deep down inside, I was fucking marking out like fuck. You know what I mean? Cut uh, yeah. angle sitting, you know, fucking kidneys the judge and all that, right? Uh, but they told me, you know, um, make sure you've got bevy, right, uh-huh. for for everybody to the end, because at the end we'll, we'll have a laugh about it. But fucking forgetting that cut angle, cut was a recovering alcoholic man. I bought my bottle of Jack Daniels. 
<laughs> but anyway, so How much did that skin you? $120. I bought five bottles of Jack D for right. folk. So it was like one for Tommy Dreamer, one for Brody's Clay, everybody was up at. But Spud was my, uh, he was my attorney, right? And right. he fucking fell flat in his ass, man. Al Snow had this big prosecution, it was brilliant, he was dead funny. And Spud gets up and goes, Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, my client is fat. <laughs> Fucking crickets, man. Crickets. Everybody's like So, I got found guilty. And my punishment was, I had to do my entrance, to Madonna and my breeks in the back zone. So, <laughs> fucking climbed the barrier. Was back up. Life is a me. I come out with my fucking breeks. All the boys are fucking packed. Ringside fucking get on the punters putting their horns out. I'm fucking going like that. Go, hey. You see that rules of change, right? I think it's funny when, when folk from Scotland say the change, but because, seeing I was in the fire brigade, right? I was going to watch strangers play in Romania, right? And it's funny when you hear um, Scottish folk pronounce things in a foreign way. Because it was my, my boss and she was quite serious, right? And I was quite fearful because she was quite stern and uh, quite yeah, old yeah, school yeah. and all that. She could right? And and I was asking for advice about going to Romania and what I should do for getting money. And she went, well, once you get to Romania, <laughs> <laughs> once you get to Romania, <laughs> as soon as you get out of the airport, just head straight to the Bureau de Change. laughed in her face, man. I was like, what? Say that again. Once you get to Romania and you go through the airport, head straight to the Bureau de Change. Thank God Gredo's here. Thank you so much for this, Jack. I'm fucking good, still laughing. The Bureau de Change. She's for Figgy Parkman. Now, hold on, regular correspondent Bronze Cello sent us a screen grab for the wrestling network of Grado eating a sandwich while chatting to AEW's best friends. Grado, what is that all about? Well, they had been annoying me all day. I sat next to them at WrestleCon. They'd been doing my tits in. Will you do my podcast? Will you do my video and all this? I says, like, I can't be arsed. I can't be arsed. <coughs> Eventually, they went, right, we'll pay you a couple of hundred dollars, right, right, we'll do it. So I went up to his hotel. It was the best move I've ever made because that next where you're what the screen grab and me yep. sitting with Chuck Taylor and Trent Barretta next door, Kenny Omega was next door with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Was that when you met Stone Cold? Yes, that's when I walked in and went, "Hi there, this is TNA wrestler uh, Grade." <laughs> Did you meet Stone Cold while wearing a Job Squad T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> eating a Jimmy John's. You missed that fucking is. detail when you told that story before. <laughs> because I remember going to end up wrestling in New York and fucking we went to this titty bar and uh, Xavier was the, the guy in the door. How weird is wow, that? Wow, that is weird. That's crazy, isn't it? He was the guy in the door. So fucking um, we went in, we got a lap dance, saw the rest of it. And I thought we we're all going to get it for nothing. Were we fucked because we kind of named Rock Xavier? Fucking... Yeah, we're getting a lap dance and all this, and one of the, the, the lap dancers goes, um, uh, do, you want, do you want a vodka? And I says, aye, all right. She, would get, uh, she says, I'll get you a bottle. I went, no, no, it's just a glass, it's all right, it's all right. And then I can always remember the no, because I was with, oh, I don't know, say, just in case he doesn't want to say that it was a, a lap dancing bar. But she came back with the vodka, and I, and I remember thinking that I had a pure smell of breath, and I'm trying to go, yeah. 
Can I buy Chuggy half you? Can I, the music's playing. Can I buy Chuggy half you? Can I buy chud, chewing gum, chuddy gum? <laughs> anyway, she went away again to maybe get us a drink and we, fuck, we had to fuck off, Rab, honestly. It was very intimidating. Stupid wee boys. Well, he's had to sprint. He's had to bolt. I would done the bail because it was just, she was going to buy his bottles of vodka. Well, she was going to bring these them. You were paying for them. Going to rip the fuck out, you know what I mean? We're two wee yeah. goons, fucking in New York for the first time. Other wrestle would remain Raymond's just in case he's feared, but um, but there it is. I don't know if that's a story worth. Is no, it, that is a story. story. That is a story worth telling. You and Coco we were, and uh... <laughs> you remember there was a kangaroo involved in the deletion videos. Well, if I just look up on the internet, Mike Johnson reports who we mentioned earlier. Um, <laughs> you, you yawning too? Mate, I've fucking not been in my bed yet. I know, sorry, since mate. last night. <laughs> so, here was the rumours, right? Uh, Matt and Jeff are involved in making it. The plans were Decay, Abyss and Crazy Steve versus the Helms Dynasty, Andrew Everett and Trevor Lee, blah, 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 blah. There was meant to be a Rosemary match where she would defend her knockouts title. Along with a bout between Grado and the Kangaroo... From the tweet, hold, hold from the on, or the hold, right, great. Just rewind for a minute, right? You're telling me right now that you were meant to be on probably what we described before as the probably the biggest match to happen outside the ring. I you think know, that's such probably a that's probably TNA's biggest yeah. show. Oh, oh, right. deletion. You were meant to be involved in mm-hmm. it, and you were meant to be wrestling a kangaroo. Yeah, yes. Master fucking flight. Master flight. I was meant to wrestle a kangaroo. How good would that have been? It was a kangaroo. <laughs> Jeff Hardy's good. And by the way, this kangaroo can go. It can lock up. <laughs> it can. It, it, it can. It can take. A, it can take a wrist lock. It can reverse that. Hardy can. Mate, Jeff's got this thing. He's taught. He's taught a. He's taught a kangaroo, mate. Kangaroos are probably a better fucking worker than me. Alexa, pause. Graham song. Alexa, pause. Grado's music. Alexa, pause. Have you got a skill set up in Alexa? For Grado's music. Aye. So does every Alexa say, if I say, Alexa, play Grado's music. No, listen, to it, listen to this, but, listen to this, but. Alexa, Alexa, who is Graham Steveley? No, stop. No, shut up. Alexa, stop. Alexa. Who is Graham Steveley? Alexa. <laughs> who is Grado? Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, who is Graham Steveley? Alexa, who is Graham Steveley? Eleven. Alexa. Eleven. <laughs> who is Robert Florence? Oh. Alexa, stop. Alexa. Basta! What? Alexa, stop. Right, and this is my party trick, it's not doing it. Alexa, who is Graham Steveley? No, fuck what? Alexa, stop. Maybe they've deleted you, mate. No, no. Alexa. Who is Graham Steveley? 
Oh my God, it's no doing this. He's such a rich... Alexa, Alexa, stop. Who is Graham Steveley? Why is that doing that for? That's my party trick. Alexa. Alexa, stop. Stop. Alexa. Who is Grado, the wrestler? Oh, no, it's not, it's right. Alexa. Alexa. I've done to half. Alexa. Who is Grado, the wrestler? Here's something I found on the web. According to bloodyelbow.com, my champion wrestler Gregor Gillespie headline. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm, I used to be close to Michael Barrymore on Twitter. Uh, but you, <laughs> what? Oh, I was. You used to be close to Michael Barrymore <laughs> on Twitter. What the fuck does that mean? Get right to a pool party. Oh, I don't want to fuck you. Fucks. Fuck. John, that keep is that, just... Keep that for the fucking uh, Marks podcast. Uh, man. Get that disrespectful. Come on, that was... You've disgusted me there. Um, uh, how, how are you closely chatting and all that? Well, DMing each other? DMing each other. Um, it's funny because Shah was talking about it earlier on. Um, uh, he followed, I followed him on Twitter. He followed me back. I sent him a message going, look... I used to love you back in the day, man. I watched you. Uh, I watched all your stuff on you. <laughs> all your stuff on YouTube. All your old videos on YouTube. Like and makeup like tutorials not on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Unboxing videos. We go back what? And I, man, fucking, he gave me a lot of advice and all that, and we were sharing uh, sausage casserole recipes. <laughs> Is that code? Is that some kind of code? <laughs> I swear to God, but what he did see what he did <laughs> But what he did see was see halfway through the sausage casserole chat, he went, Can you just confirm your age? What? That's what he says, mate. Aye. Aye. Oh my god. But that's creepy, right? I I thought it was kinda of weird that he asked me that. Can you just confirm your age? <laughs> Shayna Basil's a nice last year. I met her way, um what's the other one called the other um Marina. No, another one of the horsewomen. I the UFC woman. Uh, I know the one you mean. Oh, the biggest one in the world. Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Aye, uh, Ronda. You've met Ronda Rousey. Come on, you, you, I've not told you that story. No. Are you kidding me on? Are you kidding me on? Have you met fucking Ronda Rousey? <clears throat> I had a great night with Ronda Rousey. What? I had a great oh, night with Ronda Rousey. Stop the presses. Stop the fucking presses. <clears throat> I had a great night with Ronda Rousey. I'll tell you this right now. Me and her bonded like fuck. And I'm no joking. Like, really, we did have a good night together. She was in AIW in Cleveland. And um, she was there to... I think Shayna was defending the women's champion. And after the show, we went out. And it was me, Cabana, um, the AIW promoters. Uh, what's her name? Ronda, Ronda Rousey. And we went to, like, a Hooters-type place. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got followed the beer. And I just walked to her. And the first thing I did was I went, I got one of your... Chips and shit. On you go, go ahead. And fucking start taking the chips and I'm like that. Met the rocker for. Can I tell you my old truth story? Mm -hmm. Right. Only if it's. I've uh, probably told it before, have I? Only if it is Nian R. Lang. This is very much an old truth. Right. right? Okay. So, when I was young, right, see when I was 12, mm -hmm. I went and messaged this, I went and emailed this wrestling journalist and I said, look, I'm a, re I'm a journalist in Scotland, I'm going through my degree, and I was only 12, right, I'm going through my degree and I'm doing journalism at uni and all that, I want to do a couple of interviews with some wrestlers, can you give me their phone numbers? This is fucking unreal, eh? <laughs> Right, and he gave me Terry Funk's phone number, he gave me Arthur's. He gave out the phone numbers? <laughs> he gave me their phone numbers, right, and he gave me, who was it, who was it, Terry Funk? 
uh, Artruth and Jerry Lynn, right? right? So, me and my mates, right? We're only 12 at the time, right? And I was like, how much money you got? £3. My mate Big Dave, how much you got? £4. Well, you got £3, right? So, we had about £12, right? Mm-hmm. So, we went to the phone box. Hold on, hold on. £3, £4, £3. That's £10, mate. Oh, sorry. It was definitely £12. Right. I think Hammy might have had £5 then, right? Because Hammy we always had two, a couple of pound mail on us because he, I can't remember, he just gave me a pocket money then. I said, anyway, we go to the phone box, right? And I, I fucking was like, so, you know, you need to put in £12 to get to kick it off because you're phoning America, you know right, what I mean? You can't just put in yeah. 50 pence, mate. Right. You're no phoning, you know, down the town, you're phoning America, right? Aye, aye, aye. So, I phones our truth, right? And <laughs> it went... You have reached voicemail of I'm like a butterfly <laughs> Why is that? I don't know where my home is I don't know where my I'm like a butterfly Nelly Furtado Aye, Nelly Furtado, right And I went beep And I went I got myself shouted So I'll oh, trip you funny Oh no, it would have been <laughs> Key quick at the time Key quick, you're funny Right, or something like that, right? I shouted yeah. it And hung up And we ran away You know that's if the post Were going to come and get us, right? <laughs> But years later, years later, years later, right? Years later, I tweeted after him and I went, mate, <laughs> <laughs> did your voicemail used to be uh, nearly for Tardo? I'm like, I'm about to be like, what tweeted and went, man, how you know that? <laughs> <laughs> how fucking funny is that, man? <laughs> Honestly, that boy, I don't know where he comes up with it. I really don't. Anyway, listen, if you want to get more content from Wrestling Daft, I'm sure you've heard how you can do that. We've got our very own Patreon set up. Of course, patreon.com or Patreon, as Grady likes to put it, patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. You'll find three tiers set up there where you can get extra content from us. Tier one is our Cruiserweight Champion. $4 a month, about price of a cup of coffee. And you get Patreon-only chat community. You get ad-free versions of all episodes. Early access random bonus content, the video version of the Marks podcast, and you get to vote on the list of wrestling daft, all that for just the price of a cup of coffee each month. Um, Tier 2 Intercontinental Champion, next step up, about $10 a month, probably about £700. Uh, You get everything in Tier 1, and you'll also get a video version of this show, plus you'll get a bonus episode once a month up there at the moment. We've got a few, had a WrestleMania preview show, we've got the report card from the first year of AEW with me and the other two Marks, Alex and Gary, and you also get chapter one of the Grado story, It's Yourself, where we watch the rise of Grado from humble beginnings in Stevenson to an ICW ring. So that's chapter one. Chapter two will be with you very, very soon. And on tier three, that's our world heavyweight champion. That is the big hitters. About $20 a month, a little bit more expensive, but we'd love to get you involved. Uh, free tickets for live events when they eventually happen. We're going to get that up and running soon, hopefully, once this horrible COVID-19 dies away and uh, you'll get a free wrestling daft t-shirt of your choice but you have to be signed up for a minimum of three months plus the chance to get to feature as one of the marks on this show so if you fancy getting involved in any of that patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft that's patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft would love to welcome you to the roster another thing we love about you guys and, and your involvement in this show is when you come on and buddy and put over stuff from the big shows. Here's just some of the best ones. Liam Wiseman, who's a current wrestling daft champion, he's he wants to bury all the WWE releases. Have they not been through enough? Jesus. Um, he wants to bury all of them just so that Vince can give Trump 18 million and keep crossing swords with him in the White House. Cludgy pants run their ankles. 
total fuds. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? And he, he wants to put our AEW, Dustin Rhodes, will he retire or no? Great stuff for your man. Where did he record? Sorry. Sorry, Grado, you need to let me finish a sentence. Aye, I, do, gonna, I do, I no, do, I no, do. No, but you're not going to believe how it ends. Right. Go, listen, go to put our AEW, Dustin Rhodes, will he retire or no? Great stuff from a man that almost had titties. <laughs> <laughs> Big man Andy burying Drew's accent. Drew's accent's great. I saw Drew's accent's great. It depends where you get him. See when you're one on one when he talks normal, but he's on the telly talks like that. That's not the way he always talks. I like when he's going, Lesnar in <laughs> the rap promo. Lesnar Liam Wiseman wants to put all the Undertaker's promo on raw. Fuck it, aye, son. Love Drew, but come on to fuck. Nay cunt in their right minds would run about a Scotland in their drawers and a t-shirt in March. Could you imagine I was wrestling Brock Lesnar? And me standing in the tap of mountain with my tap off just going, Lesnar! 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Did you okay, be like that? Okay, be like that to you. Just fucking sack it, son. Just think of this. I can get a t-shirt on. <laughs> I want to bury here's what I want to bury it looked to me a wee bit and I might be wrong maybe it was just because he was fucking knackered which is also possible as well but it looked a wee bit to me like Bray Wyatt's sandbag Brock Lesnar into that fucking uh, sandbag Goldberg into that jackhammer I noticed that it looked like he fucking sandbagged him do you not think so I thought that as well um, and I don't want to be one of these guys nah, see on Twitter it's like he fucking sandbagged them there but I, I looked at it a few times I thought right. he's fucking put he's no, put nothing into this yep no, no how do I go about this because I'm in group chats with this guy but I uh, he'd he might have been blown out his arse and fucking nah, like, like, I, I know for a fact that Bray Wyatt didn't like Goldberg beating Lesnar a couple of years ago See right. when he ran through him, I know right. that for a fact. I can't tell you, I can't reveal my source. Exclusive. It's an exclusive. Aye. It's a wrestling draft exclusive. Put it this way, it was not a happy bunny. It looked to me like a sandbag, right. and I don't know, I'm not a pro wrestler. I would need, you know, mere experienced eyes to look at that and let me know what you think. So if there's any of the boys out there, <laughs> uh, let us know what you think. Does it look like uh, Wyatt was sandbagging him a wee Aye. bit there? Because go one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that stuff. She's no safe. She's no safe. She's no Listen, safe. Who gives a fuck? It's wrestling. It's no ballet. You fucking idiots. We don't all slap our legs. You pair of pussies. <laughs> fucking idiots. This is exactly my point. I quite like seeing this big woman just like flinging. These Aye, wee I'm sure she got fucking paid. I'm sure she slapped about this Kyra saying whatever. I'm sure she was happy with a fucking ten grand a week getting slapped about off a bigger woman. Who gives a fuck? Get out of it. There's a postman. Goshi says, Barry Nia Jax, what, Don't she did do to, that. what she did to Kyrie saying she could have ended her career constantly hurting wrestlers. Shut up! And put her big Drew and Asuka. Both of them have been outstanding recently, thriving even without the crowds. Big Drew is looking the... He, he's he's looking right with that belt on his waist. Let me Stop tell you something. Stop worrying about wrestlers getting injured and folk being safe. That's no your issue. That's not if there's something there, they'll deal with it. That's no you probably worry about if they're getting injured or no. If it's that much a problem, she wouldn't be on the telly. Put it that way. Trust me, I've been there. When somebody's dangerous, they're ten half TV. She's no fucking dangerous. <laughs> 
Hold on, Mark McGill wants to bury the Undertaker still trying to kick a ball at his age. Oh, man. Reminds me of an old guy in the pub who still thinks he's hard. <laughs> but, but, hold on. That's great, money. But forgets he's got to stick a finger up his arse for a pish. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. And Mark McGill is a listener of the week. Definitely. That's it. That's it. He's already the last of the week. That's a two. That's a two-time champion. If he's going to win it, is he? He's good. Okay, he's he good. Last week, yeah, he was last of the week. Last week, this will be a two-time champion. There you so go. He retained the title. Was he retained the title? He has. Two-time. Two-time. Now, as well as all your correspondence and contribution to the show, we also get big interviews and we've had some belters recently. So we thought we'd play out some of the best bits. So here's some bits from the likes of Joe Henry, David Sahadi, Hans Woggle, and even Ravy Davy. Also, there are times when, you know, things don't go the way you plan. Yeah. You make magic out of something. And, And I'll give you an example. This is back in 1996 when Stone Cold was just on his ascension. And he was having a feud with Bret Hart. And I was tasked with another very creative guy, Chris Chambers, to do some vignettes with Stone Cold Steve Austin in an empty warehouse in Connecticut Whoa. late at night. Yeah, sure you remember those spots, don't you? I love this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yep. you're going to like the story. And not to um, bury Steve, because he's an incredible talent, but... Chris and I thought that he was so good that we didn't write anything for him. We just figured we'd turn the cameras on and just let him go. And yeah. we did that. And we weren't that happy with what was coming out. Steve was cutting more of a traditional promo that he might cut in the ring. You know, it just, it, we felt like it wasn't working out, Chris and I. So we said, Steve, time out. And Chris and I went to the side. And Chris and I decided, hey, let's just write these one-liners. You know, Bret Hart. And have him say it three times. Pink tights and sparklers, pink tights and sparklers. What a load of shit. So we basically went from scratch on the spot. We took all these one-liners that we wrote in about 20 minutes. We told them, we gave them Steve to say, hey, say this line, you know, three times in a row. And we'd go in the editor and pick which takes that we liked. And we'd overlayer this video on top of, you know, of what he was saying. Sometimes we'd just look on camera. Sometimes these side things. Again, we did not plan this going into the shoot but we knew that we weren't getting what we wanted to. So it's an act of desperation. Yeah, right. We put barking dogs in the spot as well, too, that we have in video games from German Shepherds. Steve comes in there, and he looks at that spot, and he's like, oh, my God, geez, you guys are geniuses. I can't believe that. And I don't remember those dogs being there, man. Those barking <laughs> dogs are great. I don't remember them being there. And it's like, well, that's because they, they weren't there. What I love about the thing is the amount of hours that you had to spend under the fucking ring and live events it, it, yeah, because was that was your gimmick over overseas was the worst because like you know the, the bad ones were the, the south america ones where sometimes we do like outside bull rings and so it's outside and you in know spain, it, was, it was in spain or some shit yeah it was kind of like daylight at you know when, when the show started so it didn't get fully you can't you can't blacken the arena when it's an open open air arena oh yeah and so I would have to go under the ring before people would come in. And any international, so uh, in the States, it was an hour, doors were an hour long, an hour before the show. Anything international out of the States was an hour and a half. And then my, sometimes Fitz, Finley's match wasn't till the main event. But did you never politic to try and go, come on, man, I'm under that fucking ring. I need a push. 
yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, no, not a push. It was, hey, no. do I really need to go out right now? And finally, we, we, we developed a system where we would put me in like a road case. They'd push it to the ring. They'd put it on the side. I'd scoot under and done. So I'm on the table. And this is basically going to write me off TV because I've not got a visa. I know, I know this is it. This is the end of the life for me, right? So I'm, I'm lying on the table. And um, basically the whole idea is Kat, there's this love triangle thing and Katarina's now a murder clown and he's going to dive on me from the top rope and put me through a table. And like he says, this guy's like 40 stone. And I'm thinking, this is going to be bad. And everyone's like, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So, you know, I'm looking at the table. It's a bit more solid than I want it to be. I'm like, right, okay, hopefully the weight of him will just go right through it, right? So Grado's at the side. And honestly, see, trying to, like, focus on what you're doing while Grado's managing is hard enough as it is. You'll be, you'll be getting battered. And I'll hear in my – I'm trying to focus on what I'm doing. And I'll hear in the, from the corner, he's hurt. He's hurt. Help him. He's hurt. Well, I'm trying to focus that <laughs> So, <laughs> at this point, he's given it all that, and I'm lying on the table, right? Murder clan goes to the top rope, and I words can't can't do it justice. They can't do it justice, and you'll never see it. It pains me. But basically, have you ever seen like if you imagine, you know, like like a diving head, but imagine there was like no distance between you and the opponent. You just had to drop down. I'm like literally ha- more than halfway across the ring, and he just literally face plants off the top. <laughs> And I'm just lying there on the table like a dafty, just thinking, like, what are we supposed to do? And I'm like, I need Grado to be professional right now because, honestly, one laugh and I'm going to be losing it here. And I look, and he's like, he's looking at me, mouth wide open, like, ha, 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 ha. I was pissing myself. You and Randy have two, I mean, you're brought up in the same family. You come from the same area, but your voices are completely different. I mean, how did that happen? Well, it was when we decided, you know, he was having trouble with his interviews, and I told him, why don't you imitate Pampero Furpo? Um, and that was like, you are watching number one station in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. And he was, <laughs> he was Armenian from Argentina, so he had a strange accent. And um, I said, you read that line. And he says, you are watching the number one station in Hawaii. Ooh, yeah. And I went, that's money. I said, he's got it. And then he spent the next three months in the mirror working on his interview. And believe it or not, he was never satisfied with any interview, any match, anything. He was always wanting more, better. And um, I'd say he made his point. So did he speak like that to your mom? That's what, did he just speak, or did he, did he drop, did he, was that a constant? I'm gonna be honest with you. The last, when, when I got him doing, ooh, yeah, the last time, that I heard Randy Poffo was that day. And from then on, it was, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. So we goes, we goes and sit in, in, the, in, this, in this pub opposite. <laughs> he's ordered his food. Now, he's talking to my other half. He's not talking to me. And I'm like, are you all right? And he just starts talking to my other half. And she says, he just asked, is there a problem? Yeah, someone's been in my room and stolen my jewellery and stolen my watch and this, that, and the other. And I went, what? 
Do you know what I mean? And he was going mm. on about his watch had been nicked, his Hall of Fame, Rick, whatever. Da, 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 you know, and it was almost like, well, yeah, it must have been you coming in and this, that, and here. And I said, no. I said, come on, we'll, we'll go over there now. You know what I mean? And we went over there and he found it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. No, he's still got the arse. He went, to, went back to the pub, he sat there. And then he's getting the arse of me, getting arse of me. And I said, right, I said, that's it. My other half, because she could see the fuse was getting lit on me. Aye, aye. She could see it was, do you know what I mean? And, uh, and she says, look, we'll go now, do you know what I mean? And I stood up and I said, I said, it's been nice knowing you. I said, I'll leave you because you're obviously, you know, you're in a bad mood and this is just going to escalate. And I walk out. But as I'm walking out the door, he, he shouted something at me or whatever. That was it, and I was like, "Do what?" And he follows me out, and this is in a cathedral city, which is very busy. Chichis is very, very high, high rate, and he's starting to walk. And my other ass going, "No, come on, leave it, leave it." I said, "No, no," look. and he's shouting at me, and I, and I says, "Look, fuck off, you fat shit!" I says, "That's it." I says, "I didn't want you here anyway." I says, "I'm on the phone." I said, "You're on your way home like that," and I walked off, and he's. <laughs> Middle of Chichester. You think, you think there's a thing here in that, particularly with Scottish wrestlers, right? You think when you come from a kind of working class background, right? Like you did Grado, right? And you did Davy, right? You come from these kind of work class areas and stuff like that. You, you kind of marry a natural in the promo side of things, like, because you've kind of, if you're, if you're growing up in the areas, I think you end up, you need to have a bit of the kind of gift of the gab anyway. You need to be able to talk yourself out of a situation or into a situation or through a situation. So, because I mean, the gyms don't make it. Aye. I mean, to be fair, some of the best promos I've ever heard is after my mate's junk young who's not, I mean. Exactly. It's like, mate, when I, when I worked in the fire brigade control room, I used to go to the pattern after all women. See what I'm, like, just like random things. That some woman would go, oh, I was being holy, but you can it was a big jumbo jet. I was seen, seen the size of this big jumbo jet, and I'm going, jumbo jet, I'm using that, man. And I was like, next week I've done a promo, I'm going to come in and you like, jumbo jet, jumbo jet. And just wee things like that. Aye, aye, just aye. get we fucking lines off older cunts or just put with partners brown to just fucking put aye. it in and, and use it wrestling because nobody else does it because it's all I'll see you there this Saturday and I'm the best wrestler and you're going to receive an ass whipping of a lifetime fuck me that's cringy as shit and it's unoriginal and it's pathetic he's Gredo's in some mood today by the way he's, he's gone he's gone and rants he's, sh- he's shoot it's like a shoot video go and end up fucking Gredo today <laughs> We did the attitude spots where we legitimize the athletes being real, you know, athletes, this and that. Um, so this, the spot with Classy Freddie Blassie, in my mind, yeah. was the follow-up. It was the sequel. So I was taking the older guys and having them put over the younger guys. And by this point, my, working WF, I had so much creative latitude that I didn't have to run anything by Vince anymore. And Kevin Dunn, the executive producer, knew that I was doing the spot with the older talent, you know, shooting in Albany. And Vince found out the day I was doing the shoot. And he told Kevin, what is Sahadi doing with these older stars? Um, we're all about the new generation right now and these young guys. What's he yeah. doing? Kevin Dunn basically told Vince that, uh, don't worry, Sahadi has a good track record. Let's just see what he has to do. So basically, Kevin called me during the shoot and said, Vince knows you're working with the older guys. Um, he does not know what the spot's about. He thinks it's wrong. 
So it better be good. That's all I got to tell you. Have a good shoot. And he hung up. <laughs> and when, when Vince Fresh came up, yep. to the spot, um, you know, in, in the room, he had an attitude. He had the old, you know, walk with me. He won't even look at me. We got in the room. He goes, okay, play that spot. And we start playing spot. And about 15 seconds in, he's like, damn. I goes. And he goes, damn. And once again, he goes like, damn. And before the spot ends, he walked out of the room. And I turned to Shane, who was there, you know, along with Vince, and said, yeah. Shane, uh, what does that mean? And Shane turned to me and smiled, and he goes, you got him, Sahadi. You got him. Oh. <laughs> now, walk out of the studio, and Vince is sitting on the floor crying in tears. And he's like, oh. thank you. Thank you so much, David. Thank you so much. So I walked upstairs to tell Kevin Dunn that Vince liked the spot, the one that he was creatively against at first, that I, you know, that I didn't run the idea by him um, while we were using older guys. And then Kevin's like, good job. So I walked down the hallway 15 minutes later. Vince is still sitting on the stairs with his son and Pat Patterson, and he's crying, and he's telling me, thank you. Woo! So that's it for the Best of Wrestling Daft. Thank you very much for listening. Rab and Gradle will be back next week where normal service will resume. In the meantime, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. We'd really appreciate that. Remember, we go twice a week. We go once a week with the Marks on Tuesday and Friday we obviously have this show as well. Sign up to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft and we've got loads of wrestling daft merch and you can find that at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Until next time, up the road, it's yourself. This sounds weird without those two doing it. Audio Frontier.